Good evening, everybody. This is Darius Asemi with GV Wire. Uh, welcome to an another episode of Unfiltered, along with my co-host, Darius, Dr. Kravasi. <laughs> uh, Mike Kravasi, City Council, uh, City of Fresno. Uh, we have a another very exciting show uh, for you this evening. Uh, the main topic is going to be, what are labs doing in California? <laughs> you like labs? Uh, and what were labs doing during COVID era? And uh, what kind of activity took place inside these labs and one particular one that was uh, upended uh, by the activities of code enforcement and our and the city manager of the city of Reedley. We're going to get to that in a few minutes but before that we're going to, we have a couple other things to share with you. We're going to talk about a poll. Let's put up our slide Number three, is it possible to turn raw sewage into drinking water? And, and would you drink that? Totally filtered, would you drink that uh, sewage? So uh, we asked uh, the GV Wire audience on Facebook, and 65% said hell to the no. That's surprising because we're so unfiltered here, right? There you go. <laughs> would you drink that or no? Would you drink it? Would I? Yeah. If it's produced by the city of Fresno, I'll drink anything. Go Fresno. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, this, this is supposed to be 97% pure right. water. It's cleaner than uh, most water in our rivers. Uh, hasn't gone through a filtration system, through the you know, 500 foot of sand and rock and granite, but has gone through a tertiary triple treatment system. So coming up soon, uh, because we're in a drought in California, which means we ship most of our water to the ocean, uh, so we're going to be drinking recycled water. Um, Mendota students taking top national prize with fentanyl fighting app. How cool is that? Um, there you go. There is a, there is a, these guys got an uh, uh, award. Oh, what do we, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Um, hey, what a, can I? Hey, hey, wait a minute. Remember me? Yeah. I Welcome. Hey, good to um, be here. Uh, you're a surprise guest. Well, I'm back. It's uh, we for, for one night only. We sent you a text last weekend. Didn't hear back from you. Welcome back. Welcome good back to, to the show. You know, the, the four young guys that you just had on the screen from Mendota, we yeah. had them at our board meeting today. There they are. Uh, you know, they won. Our let's, let's, hold on. Let's adjust the camera. Uh, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. They well, you're they gonna you're gonna look into that camera up there. <laughs> That's where it used to be. The middle one. They won a competition that included twenty five thousand students. These four young guys right here from Mendota, uh, and their theme was you know it's about fentanyl and a fin uh, creating an app uh, to fight fentanyl and the spread of fentanyl. So okay. So, I mean, that's pretty powerful. Four young guys out of uh, Mendota, way out in rural Fresno County, uh, win a national award and a prize. So 
I thought it was great. We honored them today. The room was packed. Everybody was clapping, applauding, and we offered we offered <clears> them immediate jobs at Fresno County. Okay. In engineering. Is it engineering or in the lab, the detection oh, code enforcement? Anything. We need smart okay. people. It doesn't okay. matter what. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's one item. Let's. Uh, okay. Hold on. Let me see if we got anything else before we go to. Um, our main topic of the evening, which is really what's going on in, in Reedley and Fresno and Tulare and other parts of the Northern, well, Mer Northern North America, yeah. really. While we have our special guest here, why don't we ask him a couple of questions, maybe what happened today at the board meeting? You have a board meeting or maybe his campaign? Well, um, hold on. Um, let, first of all, let's introduce our guests. Yeah. We have Nicole Ziba, city manager of the city of, of, city of Reedley. Uh, is Nicole on? Uh, her camera is not on. Nicole's camera is not on. How about uh, code enforcement uh, for the city of Reedley, which is, who's Jessalyn Harper? Is Jessalyn yeah. on? Jessalyn's on. Let's get Jessalyn on uh, for the city of Reedley, which is who's. Let's pull up their uh, images so our audience. Uh, there we there go. There we go. All right. Okay. Jesslyn Harper, good evening. Nicole Ziba, good evening. And from the city of Fresno, Erica Camarena. There you oh, go. Right on. Code Erica. enforcement uh, for city of uh, Fresno, Erica Camarena. Good evening and welcome. Code enforcement um, superwoman from the city of Reedley, <laughs> Jesslyn Harper. I know you guys have been under a lot of attack, and, but you guys have really gone after, I'm going to quote Nicole Ziba's comments from today, which I just heard, uh, going after uh, Goliath uh, with a small, tiny sword. <laughs> and then it was just kind of a quote. One green hose. That's all it was. They, they got it. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Nicole Ziba, of course, uh, a, a city manager for City of Reedley. Okay. We have a lot to cover. You wanted to get Steve to give us an update from today. This morning, Board of Soups, we can yeah. brief, give us a brief update. Then I got several questions to ask. Uh, really, the history of this lab. First of all, where are the where are the lab operators? Can we find them anywhere? Can you put slide twenty three up for a minute? This is what we know of the folks that are operating. You know these labs. So, Universal Meditech. Former CEO Zhao Zhang Wang, Wang. Uh, Zhao Zhao Wang, CEO, CFO, Secretary, and then Prestige Biotech, um, Ji Quinn, I think it's pronounced Ji Sin Yao, President, and the property owner of the Reedley Lab property is uh, Nin Ho Young of Oakland. Uh, we don't know about the, at least the folks that are operating. Oh, wrong camera. Thank you. Well, Steve kind of screwed things up. I did. Okay. That's what I like to do. <laughs> that camera. Okay. Uh, we don't know where the uh, Prestige and uh, other folks uh, from Meditech are. Uh, GVR team has been uh, trying to track them down. But so that's one question. Uh, and I know Steve is going to give us a brief update. And really, the history of these guys, and I, put, I want to put Nicole and her team and the city of uh, Fresno back on, please. Thank you. If you can just keep this, keep everybody on, just like the way you have it. Thank you, Chad. 
I want you to, as you're giving your background from today, update from today. Well, thank you for coming, yeah, by the way. It's good to be back. Okay. Uh, as you give your update, I want to understand because there is a lot of conversation about why did County of Fresno not go public earlier on, and I want to know what you know, tip from today, is what did happen at the city of Fresno in 2020. Now, folks, let's put some context on there. Okay, I got on the wrong camera again. Uh, 2020, what happened in 2020? March of 2020. We had, it was beginning of COVID, COVID-19. So if you go through 2020, which some, some of us forget, you get through, you know, fall, December mm -hmm. of 2020, height of COVID, there were some challenges with this lab in Fresno. And I'm hoping that Erica can kind of shed some light on what was going on in the Fresno lab. Uh, we have a great timeline from the city of Fresno and from the Fresno Fire Department on that lab and kind of what happened there and what was disclosed to the public then. So I want to let you uh, start off with a brief well, background. So and then quick. we're going to go to Nicole quickly. Okay, but yeah, so I'm going to be real quick. So in, if Unfiltered has any new uh, viewers, uh, I just want to remind everybody who I am because I was oh, part of Unfiltered that's true. for several years. Uh, but about six or eight weeks ago, I think, I told Darius and Mike that I was going to have to uh, step away for a little while at least. I have, I'm have i in the middle of a uh, political campaign, and that takes a lot of time. So I've been out uh, doing some walking in the evenings and different things related to the campaign. But if, you have, if we haven't met yet, I'm Fresno County Supervisor Steve Brandau. When I found out that uh, Unfiltered was going to do another show about uh, the Reedley Lab, I asked if I could be on, and Darius, uh, Darius said, yep, that's not a problem. So today, and, and let me just say that... As a surprise, though. As a surprise, Because yeah. you didn't respond to, our, to my text over the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, it was really Mike. Mike knew about this. Okay. Uh, we surprised you. Okay. Mike knew about this. Okay. Yeah, Mike right. knew about this. But here's the deal. Um, about a week ago, you know, there's a lot of public stuff, and we have, you know, one particular individual. First of all, which camera does Steve need to look into? Just in the center. Right center one. Center, center one. Okay, go. Um, you know, we have one okay. guy in the public that's really been throwing out a lot of accusations and a bunch of real bad information. Excuse me. We, we all know that now. Okay. And so about a week ago, I said to um, our CAO, I want to put this on the agenda. And I want the, all the people in the room that can answer direct questions. I want everybody in there. I want a timeline put together. There were, we were getting questions that we didn't know every single response. We didn't know, you know, we don't want to say misinformation. There was already enough of it out there. So we put that on the agenda. And today at today's board meeting, we had about a, I don't know, maybe Nicole knows better. We had about an hour on this topic, very thorough. It started off with uh, Fresno County Public Health, Joe Prado, whom you had on last week, and uh, Nicole was there at our board meeting today. She also talked about the process, what happened in Reedley. I'm going to let her answer that. Your main question is why didn't Public Health or the City of Reedley, why didn't we go public in this, some big spectacular way and just make these grandiose announcements? There's a lot of reasons for that. And I think it's important that you hear it from the professionals. I could tell you, but I want the I want the citizens to trust to under to hear it from the professionals. Okay. So Nicole's one of those, and she she had some great answers today. Okay, Nicole, you got the floor. 
Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you very okay. much. Um, you know, it was uh, it was great to speak to the board today and through the board to the entire public in the valley because I know that a lot of people are still processing this. You know, Jeslyn and I were talking just a minute ago. We've had we've had months to process the shocking nature of this and where we are and work through this and we're in government and it was still shocking. So I know that a lot of the public are still in shock and I know a lot of the public the. The easy thing to turn to is this sort of salacious, you know, why weren't we told sooner? I get that. I really get that. But from the very, very beginning, and I'm talking in December when we identified it, one of the first calls we made was actually to try to get the FBI on board to say, what do we have here? Do we have something um, more than more than what we hope it is? Uh, and honestly, Jeslyn and I were thinking the worst at first. Um, given what we've all been through as a globe, of course we're thinking the worst. So right from the get-go, the FBI said, you cannot go out to the public with this. We don't know what you have. We need some time to look into this. Um, then when they came back to us and said, the public isn't at risk. It's not what you all thought it was. We're not quite sure exactly what it is. Um, but nonetheless, it's an investigation. We don't talk about investigations. Um, a little bit later on, and I'm going to fast forward because a lot of the timeline has already come out, but as we're working with the alphabet soup of partners, the CDC, the FDA, the FDB, the FBI, you name it, we're working with them. I joked uh, that pretty much all we didn't work with was a National Weather Service, but that was on the flood. So anyways, as we're working with them all, they're saying to us, you cannot go to the public yet. There are too many active investigations. There are too many things we don't know. And plus right now we have communications going back and forth between these lab folks. I'm not exactly gonna call them owners cause that's still in question, but representatives, we had communications flowing back and forth. And in fact, the answers we were getting from them Sometimes we're misleading, sometimes we're half answers, but we could glean information even from that. And so because we, we knew as soon as we went public, those folks were gonna fly, and indeed that is what happened. I now, Darius, be, I know you got a lot of questions. Nicole, so let me I say be, this I one last thing. Something. So you haven't gone public yet. There's no threat to the public at this time. You're getting information, and this is all evidence that the FBI can use to prosecute these people. I wanna be very clear about that. You're collecting evidence. And the moment this goes public, the tap of information just stopped. Is that what you're saying to me? I yes. Wow. I'm saying we were there are many investigations, by the way, many investigations. And yes, we were getting information um, no different than a meth lab. We don't go out to the public to say we're going to investigate this meth lab down the street, which then <clears throat> gives the bad guys time to destroy information and evidence and get away. No different than that. Okay. Right? So, so I have a question for the city of Fresno. Then there's a lot of accusation of the county. Uh, by some folks in the city of Fresno that says, hey, why did you guys not go public? The, and honestly, the, should, the, the public need... The, one of the questions uh, between Gary and um, Nathan last week was, if there's a lab close to your home within 500 feet, would you let your son go bicycle riding? Or would you want to know about the fact that there's a lab doing AIDS testing, chlamydia testing, COVID-19 now, the one in Fresno was also doing these things during the pandemic, during the height of the pandemic. But wouldn't you want the public to know? How do we answer that? I mean, that's a good question that Gary has, has asked. Why would you want to not let the public know that these things are happening? Is, is the answer, I think Mike and Nicole, you guys were talking about, because of F is it because of the FBI and the feds doing an investigation and they don't want that foil or what and why would we not want to let the public know if there's a hey there's a lab with 800 mice 
They're doing all these testing, all these viruses are going on there. Why would we not want to let the public know? And that's a question for, let's start with Nicole, and then we're going to, I'm going to go to Erica. Okay, so I think I mentioned to you one of the reasons, and there's several reasons. One of the reasons is it's an active investigation. We don't want evidence to be destroyed. We want communication to keep on going. So that's a really critical point. And I, uh, I would ask, I think the public understands that. I think the rational people in the public say, hey, wait a minute, she's right. There's an active investigation. They want to be able to catch the bad guys. And we still don't truly know everything that's that the linkages, right? Um, and so I would ask somebody, if you found out two months ago, how would your life change from today? The, knowing that the city knew from almost the get-go that the public was safe. Now, things would have been very, very, very different had we any indication that the public was not safe. But because they were, we wanted to, to really preserve the integrity of that investigation, amongst other things. So, and the, and the main point for Reedley, because Reedley's got a little bit of a target on its back, given that press conference last Monday, which to me is very unfair. But nonetheless, uh, you know, for Reedley, a little city like us, we're going to defy the FBI? No. They're told us not to go to the public. We're not going to the public. I have a quick question. Um... If, if if we're not going to go to the public, and if we couldn't go to the public, then at, then why? Uh, there's a lot of folks asking why didn't you guys go to the public? You explained that you know FBI told us not go to the public. I have a question for Erica. Why wouldn't the city of Fresno go public once you knew? Oh, this lab is operating under. And one I don't, was still in Fresno? You but mean? The one in the Fresno lab. I'm sorry. Fresno lab in 2020 is operating. There was issues. There was code violations. It sounded like they were maybe operating legally. I don't, I don't know that. Maybe you can help us help answer that question. Why wouldn't the city of Fresno go to the public and say, we have a lab. I don't know. Maybe you have 500 labs in Fresno. I don't know how many you've got. But one of them is not operating appropriately and do a press conference and say, hey, we've got some mice in here. These guys came from Tulare, booted out of Tulare, from Tulare, they came to Fresno, from Fresno, well, they're in Fresno now, and before that, they were in Canada. And so why wouldn't the, didn't the city of Fresno disclose that? If there was code violations and, and all kinds of activity. I mean, you have some pictures that we want to show. Let's kind of roll some of those pictures. Of, this is inside the Fresno lab. Uh, Erica, can you answer that and then... Then they sure. will go to the pictures. Absolutely. And I, and I can only really speak to code enforcement's involvement in this case. I really can't speak to um, why the, you know, our public officials didn't go public. All I can speak to is what code enforcement's involvement was in this case. And so code enforcement got involved just at the end of last year, about August, <clears throat> late August of 2022. Um, at that time, we had one of our newer inspectors um, conduct an inspection, a joint inspection with the fire department. It was at that inspection that we first learned about the hazardous materials that were being stored there. Um, there were barrels of chemicals with spillage over. Um, there was a fake wall that behind that wall was where they were um, storing all of their experimental mice. Um, there was a big concern about their disposal of chemical products because they did not seem to have a sewage system in place for how to dispose of their chemicals. And um, it was then that we learned about all of these violations. 
And so immediately, and thankfully, the inspector that I assigned to the case um, just happened to have 30 years of law enforcement experience. And as part of his training and experience, had had um, biohazard and toxic substance type training in that experience. And immediately, um, red flags were flying. But absolutely would it not be a code enforcement officer's role to you know, render a, a statement to the public. In what? fact, mm. his immediate response was to contact um, those who he felt would definitely move the ball across the line with their investigation. He immediately contacted the Fresno County Environmental Health, um, specifically the Hazmat Compliance Unit. He contacted the California Department of Toxic Substances Control. He contacted the California Environmental Protection Agency. Um, even made even made phone calls to the Department of Homeland Security. Okay. Um, again, he's a code enforcement officer, and as code enforcement, our main goal is to gain compliance from property owners. So within two months of putting pressure on this company, they were gone. So they what you're saying, Erica, because there's a code violation, you don't have to do a press conference and let the public. Is that what you're saying? No, I, I'm not saying that. I'm, what are you I'm saying? saying? As as code enforcement, our goal is to gain compliance. And before he could even issue a notice, they packed up and were gone. Got it. It gone very quickly. Mike a has a minutes. question, but before that, I, I know, Nicole, your time is limited. You only have another hour with us. <laughs> <laughs> no. The, I, how much time do you have? I know you have to go to a council here. How much more time so, do you have? So we, we literally have our own council meeting, our version of the Board of Supervisors. It starts at 7. And so realistically, if I could get off by about 6.40, that would be ideal, Darius. Perfect. Do you have to walk to it behind that door, or is it traveling with a car? Well, behind that door is a restroom. No, I have another door I'm going to uh, go walk behind. It's in the building. It's in the okay. building. Okay, so 6.40. So we have about uh, 20 minutes. I have one quick question for Nicole. Is Reedley's water system, and I want Jessalyn to kind of... Uh, Chime in on what you found there at, at, in the lab. Is Reedley's water system safe, sewer system safe? And I have a similar question for Erica, and I don't know if Erica can actually answer okay. that question. So but. I'm going to uh, just unequivocally, yes, <clears throat> with bold letters, yes, because one of the very first things we did when we looked at the fact that there, this building we thought was vacant was not, in fact, vacant, and it was, you know, doors were opened by a woman in a lab coat. One of the very first things we did was have our water department go back and look through our daily water test results. Is there any abnormalities? Now, we also have um, monitoring on our water system that alerts us when there's abnormalities in the system. Nothing, no alerts. All of our lab tests was normal. We actually went back and looked at our daily sewer testing as well. All of that was normal. No irregularities. And we can trace things back to individual businesses in terms of irregularities in that sewer system. So unequivocally, yes, the water was and still Got is it. safe in Reedley. Got it. Thank you. One, one more comment I want to make. Just FYI for our audience, Councilmember Gary Bredefeld was invited to, uh, from the city of Fresno to join us this evening, and he declined. And Supervisor Maxick, and the two of them have had uh, several arguments, or debates, I should say, last week. Uh, and uh, Supervisor Maxick also declined to uh, be on this show. Uh, I want to get to, unless you have a question for Nicole, I want to get to Jessalyn to tell us. I have us a question for Erica. Okay, Erica. 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 Okay, go for it. Um, so, Erica, question for you. So, uh, before we get to that, we have a comment from Patty A. Stone. It's a rather long comment, but at the end, it says, "Come on, it took four years to convict MS-13ers that murdered in the town of Mendota. Investigation should not be disrupted." 
So I'm always <coughs> concerned about that. Now, as council members, there are times we're privy to information. My question for Erica, and if, if you can't answer this, answer it. If you can't, don't. I understand. But if you give me advice, as a council member, I can follow it or I, I, I won't, but I usually do. If you <laughs> give me, if, if the FBI comes to us or the Justice Department and says, we're undergoing an investigation, please don't disclose this to the public. We're trying to find the culprits. Mm -hmm. Would the city attorney's office, for, for being a client, would you advise us typically to follow the recommendation or to not follow the recommendation? Absolutely follow the recommendation. You would be jeopardizing the entire investigation by disclosing confidential information. Um, and, that, and, and, and that is revealed throughout the emails that our inspector was sending to outside agencies. It was like this sense of urgency. Please look into this. They may be relocating. We want to know how their transportation is going to be like. Are they moving this stuff? Um, at no point would we want to go public without confirming you know, that there is in fact a violation. And, and to uh, Ms. Ziba's point, you don't want to create that paranoia in the public without confirmed information after a thorough investigation. Unfortunately, right. in Fresno, well, fortunately, they moved, they relocated. Unfortunately, we were never able to close that investigation because they moved. So it ended up working out for Fresno, but I completely understand why Reedley wouldn't want to um, disclose well, um, they, were, they were in Fresno during the height of COVID when we we're all scared of going out that code violations, but not enough to alert the public. And Erica, that's what you're saying. And because FBI or the federal, did the federal investigator, investigators tell the city at that time? No, we don't know. Code enforcement was not aware of violations until late August of 2022. So, but, but we did, there was not enough reason to uh, alert the public that there is uh, issues inside this lab. I mean, the labs do testing for COVID and or, or create test kits for COVID, AIDS, et cetera. So you had no suspicion, and especially if they were approved by California Department of Public Health, they had no suspicion that, hey, we got to regulate this lab because that's really a state of California's job. So, correct? And, and by the way, <clears throat> when we use pesticides, we have to do so much regulation. Farmers have to go through regulatory process on, on what to use, how to store it, where to store it. Uh, but it, when it comes to labs, I guess State of California Department of Public Health just says um, you can do whatever you want. Well, well Darius, we I'm going to chime uh, in real quick because um, okay. I definitely want you to get to Jeslyn. She's got to join me in that council meeting. But oh, let me tell you, I think okay. it's a federal issue, not just a state issue. Fully privately funded labs different regulations than uh, publicly funded labs or labs that deal with the public that are under a CLIA regulation. We've got a big national issue here, and that's why the red herring of when do you go to the public, why didn't you go to the public, I understand the concern. But if we could all focus on the fact that these could be happening everywhere around the country, we need to focus on that. We need to fix the federal system. And there's been a lot of talk, uh, different Congress members, Congressman Costa, I think you said was out there, Nicole. I know the Speaker McCarthy's talked about bringing more attention to this with the new committee created. But I, I want to let folks know, they may not know who Jessalyn really is. She is the person, and we had a lot of pictures last week, who uncovered this whole thing in Reedley. And I know <coughs> Nicole's going to get really mad at me, but I'm going to say this. You have a spot in Fresno. If you want to come work for us, Erica's a great person no. to work for. Hey, Jessalyn <laughs> used to work for me. She did work in code enforcement in Fresno. Okay. Okay, let me, okay, first of all, let's put up slide. Sorry, Nicole. Number 21. 
Uh, Speaker of the House of Representatives McCarthy's comments on this uh, to David Taub uh, and, and a question that was asked when he was in town uh, last week. Uh, do we have the video of um, Nathan Maxick? Uh, the side-by-side -side video? Yes, do we have the side-by-side -side video? Okay, uh, I just want to play that one part where Nathan and Gary talk about uh, whether this should go public or not. Because I mean, I've had several friends tell me, you know, why didn't the public get, I mean, this is a really good question. Why did the public not let get notified? But I guess when there was an FBI investigation, it's really hard to uh, really uh, tell FBI, take a hike. Before we get to the video, can I comment on that? Or we can maybe, yeah, Steve and I can go. So let's, let's, let's okay. play a brief, because we have limited time. We only have 12 minutes before Nicole and Jesslyn leave. We're going to play this one-minute section, then we're going to get to Jesslyn on what she found inside okay. this lab in Reedley. Then we're going to put pictures of the Fresno lab on while, Fresno and Reedley lab on when, while she's talking. Let's play the public video. has a right to know what did the Board of Supervisors know about the lab, when did they know it, and why didn't they inform the public? And again, regarding a lot of these comments that are out there that uh, the public was in jeopardy, I can tell you that the Department of Public Health wanted to make sure that the, the immediate area was never in jeopardy. How can the public be assured no medical waste was disposed of in our water systems? Number six, were any safety measures in place at this illegal lab to protect the public from spread of COVID or the infectious agents they were experimenting with. Okay. So a lot of these comments. Oh. That's okay. Okay, yeah, but let's, let's hear Nathan's response and then we're gonna go to Jessalyn. Sorry about that, Chad. That's why we're unfiltered. Everything happens live. The public has a right to know uh -oh. what did the Board of Supervisors know about the lab? No. When did they know it? And why didn't they inform yeah, the public? We're done, take it off. Let's, let's go, let's go and to again, Nathan had a good response, put it that way. Okay. <laughs> what, 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 okay, go for it. Jesslyn, what did you find inside that Reedley lab? And then we're going to put some images while, as you're talking. So when I went out in December, I actually gained access into the building on December 19th. Um, this was when I received the anonymous complaint about the vehicles parking in the alcove, uh, which is an old loading bay for the building. Uh, when I went by and confirmed those vehicles, when I circled around the block to come back, that was when I found the garden hose, the famous garden hose in the back of the building. Let's show that. Um, Let's show that some of those images. Okay, keep going. And so once I saw that there were building violations on the property, it really validated the complaint that had come in about a potential business operating in there or some type of activity. And at that point in time, I'm not thinking this is a lab. To me, it's just a non-permitted business. So I did go around to the front of the building to make contact with the individuals inside. Um, when I knocked on the door, one of the staff that answered the door was a woman who appeared Chinese. Um, she was wearing a white lab coat, a surgical mask and gloves, which typically would be a red flag, but we're in an agricultural area and there are some food processing that that is typical PPE that is worn in food processing areas. So it was a red flag that obviously there's something going on, but not that it was a lab. So when I entered into the building, uh, she did have two other staff 
um, members. There was a fourth woman who it looked like maybe it was her first day. They were teaching her how to tape boxes together. Um, but the three primary workers that were there were three Chinese women. I informed them about me seeing the hose coming through the wall and I wanted to go to the back and inspect where the hose had come through. Um, I did observe that they had pregnancy test kits um, that they were packaging and then they were putting in a brown box. Uh, I asked them what they were doing and they said they were prefer, uh, preparing a shipment to go out that someone had bought these pregnancy tests. Uh, so as we went towards the south portion of the building where the green garden hose is coming through the wall, I started to observe more. Um, first of all, there was the smell of the mice because there's no real ventilation in that portion of the building. Uh, the smell became very pungent to say the least. And as we entered into the south side of the building, this is a room that is an old cold storage room. Um, so it has a door and it's relatively self-contained. I'm sorry, Jessalyn, we, we need to kind of move on. Anything else that, uh, that the public should know, GBYR audience should know on, on anything unusual you discovered inside that uh, lab? And really, because I'm gonna, now I'm gonna go to Erica and show some images of the Fresno lab. Because you guys have to leave in seven minutes and I wanna be respectful Wait. of your time. So Wait, 30 Frank, seconds or less, what do you, what do you have? Quite frankly, everything that we've discovered has been put out there in the media of what was in the building. Any any major code code violations? I know you guys are not public uh, county Fresno County P Department of Health or State of California Department of Department of Public Health, but anything unusual that that you said, gosh, this cannot happen here. Quite frankly, what the biggest code enforcement violation other than the land usage that was on site was the non-permitted electrical that was installed for the refrigerators and freezers to be plugged into. And quite frankly, the hazardous electrical was more of a concern to the public than the biologicals and the chemicals because we were more afraid of a fire um, actually breaking out from that electrical than we actually were of the biologicals um, contaminating water or doing anything like that. All of the biologicals and chemicals were not stored by any drains. Um, they were in boxes and packed up. They weren't being utilized. Uh, so really the primary concern we had was a potential fire and that's why we reacted as quickly as we could. So you didn't we see any uh, danger to the public or the public infrastructure at that time? No, not okay. at all. Okay. And quite frankly, the comment that individuals have made about, you know, if your child was riding a bike down the street, how would you feel about it? Well, quite frankly, there would be no issue with a child riding a bike right next to it because the main concerns were inside the building. So unless that child climbed the fence and broke in illegally, there really would be no uh, threat or danger to anyone walking okay. down the sidewalk next to the building unless they tried to break into the building. Got it. So Mike? In a moment, I hope we'll have a discussion about the idea of disclosure and whether it should have been done or not. But I, I want to ask, five minutes I wanna before ask Nicole, Nicole question. Yeah. With this being disclosed this way, because it did break an article in a, by Readley paper beforehand, but in the way it broke, what has the fallout been for Readley? Um, it, I mean, yeah. I'm, yeah, you can comment on that. Positive and negative. And I have yeah, a comment on um, that after Nicole goes. Okay. 
Yeah, you know, one of the things I want to comment in it is the fallout that could have happened to Reedley had this gone public before we knew what we now know, and that is, oh my gosh, biologicals, well, there go all of the businesses right across and along it, right? Because everybody gets too scared to go to those businesses. So the fallout economically for Reedley, for those poor business owners, we knew they were safe. Why would we go to the public and all of a sudden we have this economic disaster on I Street? I mean, really, that, that's one of the things that we did actually consider. So what has the fallout been? Oh my gosh, we never have wanted to be the center of national attention. If we were, we want to be the center of attention because we dropped our unemployment rate from 33% to single digits. We went from a bankrupt city to a fiscally solvent city. We have such an innovative aviation program that Boeing and NASA are interested in us. Instead, the fallout, what we're going to be known as is, around the globe, by the way, because I'm seeing articles, we're going to be known as this illicit Chinese lab site, right? That, that as a city manager, to me, I am heartbroken over that. That's fallout. We have fallout that our community has now been riled up by this concept of, you had the right to know, you had the right to know. Uh, did they have the right to know? At some point in time, yes, we would have told the public, but this riling them up on the time frame of that is just irresponsible to me. So yeah, there's been fallout in Reedley. Nicole, I want to, uh, first of all, congratulate you on your uh, uh, pilot program, what do you call aeronautics program that you got. Uh, I, I was so envious. Uh, I toured that facility years ago. I was so envious of uh, Reedley. Gosh, how come Fresno couldn't do that? And, and I was, until Fresno Unified popped out with a program uh, in, by Chandler, uh, and now you can actually graduate. Did you guys know that? You can graduate high school with a pilot's degree. So, but it started- Okay, in... Darius, Darius, I gotta chime in. Do you know why Fresno Unified has that? Because Bob Nelson is a great leader. We brought Boeing to him and said, hey, you've got more students than we do. We think this will work better in yours first so that we can then bring it to KCUSD. So I really credit Bob Nelson with that. He listened, yeah. Awesome, well, it's, I mean, I love that program. We have a shortage of pilots across the country and it's going only gonna get worse as a bunch of our uh, older pilots retire. So. so so, bring me back on Unfiltered just to talk aviation. How about that? We would love that. Don't leave yet. We have Because we have two minutes, uh, Mike has a question for Jesslyn. Jesslyn, I wanted to know if I can get your thoughts on how this has played out. I mean, you live in the community. What have people been telling you? What have you been hearing? Because you're, I mean, at the center of this too. I think most people will say you're a hero, but what are your thoughts? You know, it, it's interesting being in a small town. Um, I've had a lot of support from the community and so forth. You know, even though this is going on, we still get code enforcement complaints. You know, it's still an ongoing thing, but it's it's been a good support. Um, it's definitely been educational and eye-opening. Um, and I'm, I'm really hoping that as the public processes what has happened and and everything that's gone into this case i'm hoping that they start to see it through the same eyes that me and nicole see it through um, that this has been a huge success for reedley we are the first city that managed to stop this business from moving on um, or continuing so it, it really is a success story and in, in my eyes that this happened, but at the same time too, I realize it takes the public a little while to process that and appreciate what's I'm, happened. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <clears throat> ask Nicole a quick question that I'm gonna make a comment before you leave in the next two minutes. Uh, Susan uh, Valdivinos has a question that this, these folks are tied to the CCP. I mean, that, I'm assuming that's Chinese, Chinese Communist, Communist Party. Party. Yeah. Any, any um, indication of that from the FBI or 
do we know if there was any biohazards? I don't want to use the word weaponized, but any indication of that so as you're talking we've, to- We've heard this a lot. We've heard this a lot. And so what I would say is, is there any direct evidence of anything, bioweapons? No. Is there any direct evidence of virus manipulation? No. Is there any evidence of direct ties to CCP? No. Is there somehow some tie? We don't know. Those are investigations that other partners may or may not be doing. They can't even tell us whether or not they are doing investigations on that. Um, but I certainly would, would hope they are. Um, are these all Chinese nationals that we've been dealing with that we've run across? Yes. I don't know what that means other than we've seen their documents, right? There's no direct tie. So your questions, your viewers' questions rather, and I, I'm sorry, I didn't catch the name. Great questions. Um, I, I can't say yes, I can't say no. There's just no direct evidence of that at this Reedley site. Uh, 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 you have a comment, because I have a final comment before we lose Nicole and Jessalyn. You have any other comments, questions? Uh, I want to thank you, uh, Nicole, for doing really hard work. City managers take on a ton of responsibility. I've shared this with uh, our city manager in, 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 the, in the city of Fresno, uh, Georgiana White. They take all the hit, hits. They only get calls when there's a problem. They only And they get attacked by everybody, from media to politicians to residents, but you've done such an incredible job, aviation program, bringing the, the, the uh, unemployment numbers down, uh, keeping Reedley attractive. I mean, Granville Homes has been trying to get into Reedley. We just can't <laughs> find the right property. Well, one of these days we're going to, because we get requests from our uh, customers, hey, when are you going to open up in Reedley? So I want to thank you uh, for doing great work. Uh, you thank only you. hear the bad. You only hear the complaints. And I want to thank Jessalyn um, for blowing the whistle and going, what does that hose bib doesn't belong there? What's going on behind that wall? I got to investigate this. Lots of common sense, uh, lots of intelligence. Uh, great job to these women, all three. And we're going to get to Erica because she's going to stay with us another couple of hours. I mean, Sorry, <laughs> Erica. another 20 minutes. But I want to thank you, despite all the stuff that you hear. And you get because you you only hear the negative news and you only hear from the folks that have a, have a complaint. So there's so many of us, and please know, there's so many of us, and I've talked to so many people that are so grateful, Nicole, for your leadership in Reedley and for Jessalyn to discover that hose bib sticking out of that wall. So thank, thank you, you both. thank you. So you said last comments, so I'm going to make some last comments. Please, you know, we we who believe in truly serving the public, public servants. Like we still think there's honor in that, right? And my hope, my great hope, so when we signed up for this job, we knew we were gonna take the hits. Um, you know, thank goodness for Tough Skin and Teflon. Thanks mom and dad for teaching me that. Um, so I just wanna say, I really hope that there are younger generations out there, cause I'm kind of getting a little older now, that are looking at this going, I wanna do something great like that and I'm willing to take the hits. So my last comment is just public service, is still an honorable profession. I still believe in it, and that's why we do it. Thank you, Nicole. If you ever decide to change that path and get into the private sector. <laughs> I mean, Been there, done that. No thanks, Darius. I, I love know, I, public. No, but. I just didn't say anything else. I said if. It was an incomplete sentence. Those, those folks uh, in the education business that are watching this show go, is that an ESL issue? You don't know how to complete a sentence. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got to right. get going. I love your show. Sorry, Erica, didn't mean to monopolize. No, uh, wish us luck tonight at council. Thank you, Nicole. Good Thank luck. you, Jessalyn. Thank, Thank you. All right. Let's bring um, 
from, from the city of Fresno, uh, Ms. Cam uh, Erica Camarena back on. Cam we got to do some adjusting there, now. Take a couple. I actually minutes. want us to have a panel discussion. I mean, you got Go. one council member. One. I want to make sure Erica doesn't leave, though. Yeah, one member of the board. Okay. I think what we need to talk about is the, we keep getting questions about some people saying, "Well, the public should have known." And let's talk about <clears> that. What is the point of electing people to represent you if they're not trusted when they get information to make a judgment call about whether or not that should be disclosed? The question here is the number. What I what I heard today watching the board of supervisors meeting, the number one point was. The threat, there was no immediate threat to public health. Now it was a matter of, are we gonna catch these guys, these people that have done this? And going public would have impeded that. And, and what bothered me, of all the things said tonight, my light bulb moment was what, what, the, what Nicole Ziba, the city manager, really told us. The moment that press conference happened last week, all the information we were getting from these companies that was, could be used as evidence against them, that all stopped that very moment. And that's why I'm so upset about what happened. And these folks have disappeared. They've disappeared. The, the, the perpetrators, nobody can find them. But I mean, <laughs> trust me, folks, GBWR has been trying to track these folks down unsuccessfully. And we got a lot of tenacious Well, you found uh, James journalists. overall. You could find him. <laughs> yeah. But that was, these guys are tough. There we go. Supervisor, Steve, you know, what, well, what are your colleagues talking about when it comes to this? Today, uh, when we had this meeting, this, <clears throat> you know, I waited till the very end, made a few comments. You got to understand, if there would have been a threat to the public health, then that changes the strategy. That's when you make that grand announcement. Hey, everybody, you need to know this. If you live within, you know, like the train wreck in Ohio, if you live within, you know, two miles of this incident, you need to know that these things are in the ground. If there would have been a threat to public health, that's the time you make that big announcement that everybody's been wanting and begging for and, and demanding. But if there's not a threat to public health, if the professionals have already come in and checked the water, checked the air, checked the contaminants, and they say, okay, there's some bad stuff here, but it's not actually a threat to the public health, now your second strategy be can be a priority, which is let's catch these bad guys. You know, if it, was, if it was the other way around and there was something that had leaked into the water, now that is your first priority. We're going to announce this. We're going to make this great yeah, announcement. I'm sorry, uh, Chad, can you put up? There we go. Thank you. Th this is a timeline, folks, of all the stuff that we know, GBYR knows, uh, and disclosed by local uh, municipalities. I'm sorry, you Mike. Know, for ahead. a future show, at some point, I'm sure this will come up again, I really want us to have an analysis of at what point did the, did, did the investigation get impeded? Was it that press conference? Did it, did, has it prevented now the FBI or Justice Department or CDC, whoever's working on this, <coughs> find these people because clearly Nicole said they were lying to them. Again, that's all evidence. It's gone now. And at what point did this impact uh, our ability to get justice? I mean, has there been any discussion about criminal penalties with the bull for these people? No, see, so that goes beyond our purview. Right, it's federal. Right? Yeah. So, it's federal. Right. Yeah, so that's the investigative, and, and Mike, they, you know this from City of Fresno mm -hmm. suing each other left and right. They don't tell you the results, right? They, right. They're, they're doing an investigation. It might take six months. It most likely will take two years. They do these long investigations. The, we don't learn anything, even the other government agencies. Fresno County's not going to learn about the FBI's investigation until they have it done. They're not going to call the supervisors and say, hey, Steve, this is what we're finding out. They don't do that. They don't play that well, game. Let me, let me ask wait this question. Do, yeah. If the council, the person who had the press conference last week, if yeah. they were on the board, 
and reveal this information, despite what you were told beforehand about it, what do you think the impact to public health and safety would be? Well, it would be, you know, it's just, if they would have, if, they, if that individual was on the board and made a big stink <clears> of this, <throat> we would have lost whatever information we gained in those four months, mm -hmm. right? And that person would have had um, the, all of the pride and the benefit that comes along from being the guy out in front of the camera. But in all reality, he gets that pride and benefit anyway, but that's all that's happening here. Apart, apart from that, we listened to three folks that did a great job today. One of them from the city of Fresno, two of them from the city of Reedley. Last week you had on Joe Prado and the county folks. They've done a great job. All these professionals working to ensure that the public was safe, is safe, and going to stay safe. But we have one council member that loves the microphone, loves the camera, can't get enough of himself uh, in the mirror, and that council member has driven all of this negative stuff. So yes, people are afraid. America's afraid. People are afraid. There's fear everywhere. It's a fall of a crash of empire. And so because of that, you have people that trade on that fear. We call them fear mongers. They go out and say, you know, it's the Chinese are operating in Reedley. And, and people want to hear that. They want to blame somebody else for their own shortcomings. So they start blaming people. That's all this is. Quite frankly, the story should start dying down because there's not enough there there. Mm. There's, you know, there's not enough problem to, there. Uh, there's no anthrax falling all, all over Reedley right. in a mushroom cloud. We so, need to find these, these folks. Uh, and really the question, and a, and a couple of folks, uh, including uh, Michael Schwabenland, has put a couple of comments. I actually uh, shared a couple of articles from San Joaquin Sun about, you know, where is the governor on this issue? Why is the governor uh, not taking action and getting involved and investigating lab, a, a lab that moved around from, from, malt, you know, from city to city in Central California? And uh, how many other labs are in California, in the Central Valley, uh, operating that we don't know about? But uh, I think Nicole's point, and to both of you gentlemen's point, uh, after that, those press conferences, whoever is running that lab is probably gone. Well, let me ask a question. Long gone. We don't know where they're at. What we, it's, been, it's been great for, the, for media and for Unfiltered. We're talking about this. But what has changed with that press conference? How is the public any safer? If anything, we're less safe because the investi investigation's been affected. That's the question. What was the value in all of that? <clears throat> People got all worked up. Everyone thought the water was contaminated in Reedley. I feel, I mean, if someone did this from the county to the city of Fresno, I would be livid. Well, it's already yeah. happened in the city of Fresno. You guys right. have had blown investigations because of the same source. So you know that, Mike. Right. So it's already happened. Yeah, let's, talk about, let's talk about, let's talk about that true. for well, a let's minute. Have, and then we can't talk and, about that. And let's bring Erica back on. Uh, thank you, Erica. Okay, tell us, Mike, you talked about that before the show started, about that other investigation. Oh, C can it, let's share, and then do we have an image of that other? Yeah, I don't know what Eric can comment on this, but I'll, I'll bring this up. So I remember last, about a year or two years ago, um, it's, it's public now because someone leaked it, but um, about $600,000 of taxpayer money, it was, a, it was, I believe it's called a phishing scam. We were the victim Paul, of, do we have an image of, of a phishing scan in the city of Paul Fresno. Trent. LA Times reported on it. Fresno BGVR reported on it. But the council didn't have a press conference to talk about it. It was a financial crime. Other cities were affected by it. And we were advised by the Justice Department, okay. please do not comment. Yeah. Because so, so, they were so, trying to recover money and get these individuals. Now, got it. Okay. One of the council members did end up leaking it. 
and cats out of the bag. But I just find it funny that there was no press conference call for that event, but for this one there was. Now I know one's financial, one's potentially China and health and all this stuff. Let's put images of the Fresno lab and then Erica, Erica we want to get Erica's uh, final comments on that before we wrap up in about 10 minutes or less. Do you have uh, images of the Fresno, what was discovered in the Fresno lab? I think that those became available today. Or, there we go, that's the Fresno lab. and a planner here locally that uh, shared these uh, images with us. I think what Erica told us as well is there were false walls that should never have been. I mean, they have complete total code violations all over the place in this facility. has been what why didn't fresno i mean we knew that this was chinese nationals working at this lab by this point this is while well, it's still in fresno why wasn't there a press conference then mice okay and that's a fair question yeah let's let's yeah. see if uh, i think i asked erica got the that answer yeah because exactly. of politics right this yeah. is a political stunt by one person by right? okay by who well well, Gary Bredefeld, okay. we all know this. Oh, it's a political we stunt. asked Gary to join tonight, and, and he was not so, available to join. Darlene okay. Mata, one of our loyal uh, viewers, uh, said, calling this a Wuhan-type lab was extremely irresponsible, not comparable at all. They weren't doing that kind of function of research, et cetera, uh, during the press conference. Um, yeah, I, I think what would have been really helpful is the fact that there could be more of these labs across our country, and I think that... <clears throat> If a press conference was conducted to say, let's work with our federal partners as locals and make sure we get them the information to stop this from happening, because I want to know, where were those pregnancy tests going? The ones they were putting in the box and shipping out that, N that Nicole and Jessalyn told us about. I'm very curious about that. This is a very serious issue. Instead of trying to score political points, let's solve the problem. But that's not what's happened. It's, you, if anything, it's I, worse. I have another question, and I want to bring Erica on. Uh, you know, we're so hung up. There's a cannabis store opening up in Southeast, one in Northwest, and there's a bunch of folks hung up on, you know, even though it's within the guidelines of the city of Fresno, and, and hey, it's a state law. You know, it's not federally approved, it's a state law. Cities can approve within all these, you know, limitations of X number of feet away from schools, et cetera. We're, we go over and analyze cannabis issues in detail and protest those, but uh, nobody's talking about these labs. I mean, it's, it kind of, you know, it's, 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 it's really interesting. The public finds out about these labs opening up. I guess maybe they don't find out about it. I, no, let me back up. Do you need a CUP for opening up a lab? So in, in this particular case, um, this particular company did have a zone clearance. I was not able to locate a CUP, but that zone clearance did allow them to operate as um, a manufacturing company to develop and market state-of-the-art diagnostic medical devices for like in vitro and vitro procedures. Okay. So um, again, I, I would just like to go back to the fact that if, if we had not had our skilled and trained uh, code enforcement officer there on site who immediately saw 
what did not appear to be any type of in, in vitro devices and his bells are and, and whistles are blowing. Um, his immediate reaction was to notify as many outside agencies as possible to get them on board. And one thing I would like to also add is that um, it, after that short period of time that we put pressure on the Fresno company and, and they thereafter vacated, um, it was in December when Readly did serve a Public Records Act request for our file. And we provided Readly with all of that. So I hope that the information that we provided Readly in December um, did assist them in moving that forward to the federal agencies that they okay. <clears throat> Any final questions? Because we're almost out of time. No? No? No final statements. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Uh, any other comments from the public? In this very cool live show, I think we are the only live show well, that one. you can comment yeah. on Facebook. No, no, there's a couple other ones. Radio mm -hmm. talk shows. Go ahead. Mike. Uh, Eric, I don't know if we ever uh, learned about this, but one of our uh, Inga asked, do we know exactly what they were doing? So there, that's a question for Readley, but when it came to, the, came to the Fresno lab, what were they doing in that lab? Do we have any idea? Unfortunately, we were never able to confirm that. By the time we look, um, reached out to those outside agencies and they started getting involved, they packed up and moved. Okay. Um, similar to what they did in Readley. So okay. as soon as the heat was on and the pressure was on, it's like, they just, you know, packed up. Erica, everything. do you have any, uh, comp, uh, we're, 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 we are down to three minutes. Do you have any final thoughts in one minute or less that you want to share with the, remember, not only the GVR unfiltered audience tonight, but this will be on YouTube and it's going to get broadcast over the next few days on all of our social media and YouTube channels. You know, I would just like to encourage our community that if you see anything suspicious, um, anything that just makes your gut feel like, you know what, this just doesn't look right. Why are all these trucks coming in and out of this commercial business? And, you know, nothing is labeled in English. It's all in a foreign language. And or, you know, there's other criteria that they're, they're looking at. Pick up the phone and call. Call yeah. folk code enforcement. Call your city officials. Call somebody. Get, get somebody involved who can go in and do an inspection and get to the bottom of it. That's, that's what I would encourage our community to do. Um, yeah. Thank you, Thanks, Erica. Erica. What, what phone number should folks call for code violence? Don't give my cell phone. Don't do it. Code <laughs> <laughs> enforcement, we can be reached at 621-8400. If you have the Fresco app, you can also um, report violations on the Fresco app. And or you can call 621-CITY or 311. There's, right. there's plenty oh, of opportunities. That's yep. pretty easy. Okay, 311. All right, th thank Thanks, you, Erica. Thanks, We're Erica. Final comments. Uh, our special guest, intruder, yeah, right. Brandau. The band is back together. <laughs> okay. You know, it's really, you know, to, so to me, um, this story is just kind of like the, the Bitwise story. Uh, a lot of people are, you know, excited to find out what's the latest chapter. They wake up in the morning. Has there been any news? Has there been any news? But... Quite frankly, um, from all of my research, I think the professionals like Erica, like the other two ladies that we had on tonight, like the public health, uh, Fresno County public health officials, Joe Prado and his team have been done, doing a great job. It's not as uh, sexy as the public wants to hear about. They want to talk about Chinese nationals. They want to talk about Wuhan 2.0. But uh, what we have here is an illegal lab operating that got caught and shut down, and now everybody has fled. Uh, the scene. And so, uh, regrettably, uh, small towns, wonderful town like Reedley has to clean up the pieces 
And they're, do, they're doing that. We have confidence in do this. All this is happening. It, all of this is happening because one council member decided to trade on the fears of the public for his own political mm. gain. That's my final opinion. That's what we're living through. When it's all said and done, this is all going to fade away. But that is what we're living. That's one person has made the decision that his career is so important that he would drive this fear-mongering narrative, right? And so that's what our community is living through right now. Okay, Mike. Well, look, uh, it's interesting how much um, media attention this story has has gotten, and it's taken, for all the things that were said, it's taken the people in Reedley and the county 10 times as much energy to despair of the false narrative and the false ideas of the safety of the water system, um, issues related to uh, the safety of our national security at Lemoore Naval Air Station, all kinds of interesting, crazy things. A lot of folks are still reeling over the impact of the pandemic. It hurt this country probably more than any other country in the world. It was very difficult for us, and it was very traumatic. Um, but politics stinks sometimes because it's really easy as an elected to prey on that. And instead of <clears throat> focusing on what's important, making sure these labs are producing in this country um, tests and things that are, that are uh, reliable and safe and regulated, instead we're focusing on all, we're not focusing on anything. It's just pointing fingers and blaming, and that doesn't help anybody. And I just don't have time for that kind of crap. So I hope that we, it's a wake-up call for us, we learn from it, and um, folks are a lot more careful and scrutinized when politicians say things. Thank you, and I want to thank our audience tonight uh, for joining us. Uh, this was a great debate. I'm going to thank Nicole Ziba, Reedley City Manager, uh, along with her code, op code officer, Jesslyn Harper, joining us, and also Erica Camarena from the City of Fresno. As uh, chief city uh, assistant city attorney and head of uh, code enforcement for the city for the city of Fresno, joining us tonight and shedding a lot of insights. One of the key things for me was when I asked Nicole Ziba, "Is the public infrastructure, the water system, and Reedley safe?" And she said unequivocally, "Yes." They test it. If there's any issues with pressure, somebody contaminating, it, they get alerted right away. And that's really the, the most important part. Where are these folks? Uh, they probably have long gone because now everything is public. And uh, there was a question from Inga on uh, any F update on FBI investigations. We've heard this so Have many times. FBI. FBI will not comment. And also, uh, I talked to one of my friends who's an ex-FBI um, agent, or, or I should say, what a field head field, uh, or what is it, what, I don't know what they call it, captains or managers. And uh, he said, listen, FBI will not comment. They may talk to city officials, but they will not comment publicly if there's an investigation going on because they don't want the folks to know who they're investigating. A lot of it is a trap. Uh, a lot of it is, a, I shouldn't say the word trap, but they don't want this thing to be public so that the people actually end up fleeing. So, but last week on, on Unfiltered, Nicole Ziba did confirm <coughs> that Reedley did reach out to the FBI. Well, the FBI has talked to them and told them, yep. well, as of last year, stand by. Do not yep. <laughs> contact. And, and she, she was forced to talk to the public because this thing went public by local uh, Reedley paper. So I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Uh, I think we, the most important question is the infrastructure safe. Do we know of any other labs? And we don't know. Uh, State of California, Department of Public Health, 
uh, needs to step up and tell us how they regulate, how they license these labs. And I think those are, are going to become forthcoming uh, from the state of California and, and uh, from our uh, governor's office. Lots of articles on GVWire about the governor's role in this, um, California Department of Public Health, and of course, our local municipalities. Thank you for watching us. Thank you. Yeah, Steve, good to be back. Good job. Thank you, Mike, and hope to see all of you next week. Have a safe uh, seven days. Uh, temperature's getting above 110 next yep. week. Uh, wow. It's coming back. Enjoy the cool while we have it, and enjoy the heat for those of us that are growing veggies and tomatoes. <laughs> nice. Take care.